A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to this bonus opposition-focused episode of the Watford Buzz podcast. Regular listeners to this podcast will know that we often try and chat to fans of Watford's next opponents, in this case that's Stoke City in the league, and to chat to us about everything Stoke today, it's Ben Rowley from the YYY Files. Uh, first off, Ben, uh, I always like to ask this question when I when I think that the name is particularly interesting, and the YYY Files, I don't know why. <laughs> so <laughs> tell me, why, why is it called the YYY Files? I love that question because, uh, like why is it why 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 so why 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 um um firstly i hope everyone um in answer to your question so um stokes i anthem would you call it their 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 song is delilah by tom jones so why 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 delilah so that's that's where why 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 fits in quite nicely i'm with you now i'm with you now um, so Stoke season begun not too badly. Um, you picked up some wins in the EFL Cup, um, and you beat Preston, and things were sort of going okay. You got a loss to Bristol City, but in general it started to, to go okay. And then there was a bit of a, a downturn, and then up and down. And well, basically that's been kind of the summary of your season. Really, it's kind of been up and down. A bit more ups of late, but um, tell us, you talk us through it. How's it been as a Stoke City supporter this season? Oh, I mean, when you compare it to last season, when, I, I mean, if it wasn't this time last year, it was pretty close. We were rock bottom of the championship. Um, and I I thought that we'd be in League One right now. Um, it's only because of Michael O'Neill, the fact that we're even considering the fact that we might make playoffs and we're within touching distance of guys like yourselves. Um, what, a, what a credit it, it, it is to him. Um, and and of course the Stoke players that have come in and turned it around, um, but it's it's when I think about it, we were bottom last season. This this is better than any Stoke fan I think realistically could have expected. Yes, I think a lot of people, uh, f- particularly from the outside, expect Stoke to be sniffing for promotion. But the mess we were um, to what we are now, I I expected a sort of season of mid-season mediocrity stabilization that that nonsense Mm. Um, but it's been better than that and we've been up and down but not in sort of periods of weeks more in just just game to game for example the last game out was Rotherham that was 3-3 but then we've beaten teams I think we've beaten Brentford this season so it (laughs) there's we don't know what to expect as a Stoke fans. If you do accumulators, do not put us in. Um, <laughs> we we are not the club to rule to back your acker, unfortunately. Um, 
Injuries haven't helped. I know they've not helped most clubs. The form of some players has been up and down. Um, lately, Tyrese Campbell is a huge, huge miss, and I'm very gutted that he won't make the rest of the season. Um, we've got a couple of young signings in, um, maybe some more to come as well, so that'll be exciting to see what happens. But I, it's it, it's been up and down in hindsight, but I think it, if we'd be... We wouldn't expect to have been where we are at the start of the season. Mm. I, I, I think most Stoke fans would be very surprised to be where we are now. So what's he doing? What's he done then? Uh, what's what's Michael O'Neill come in and changed? How how has he um, how has he sort of rejuvenated the side a little bit this season and got you playing better football than you were last season? It's it's basic, really. It's it sounds daft, it really does. But playing the players in the right position has helped. Um, we had players like James McLean, who was playing left back um, under Nathan Jones, and it just didn't work. Um, we had a squad. Um, with a hangover, a Premier League hangover since 2016. I know, guy. Uh, I know that you guys would have played us um, in our last days of the Premier League, and mm-hmm. I don't know whether you remember. We were just very, very poor. We went down with a bit of a uh, a damp squib, really, and we continued that lack of confidence all the way till sort of this time last year, really. Um, and he's given those players who I think a lot of people would say people like Joe Allen, Jack Butland at the time. Um, we're Premier League players and he's just gone out and said you know what guys I don't need you to play a fancy system I don't need to put loads of pressure on you you are good players Um, I'm going to maximise your abilities your potential in some cases I'm going to give you the chance to go and do what you want to do go out and do it I'm going to give you the foundations at the back because I think that the managers that came in completely forgot about the defence um He's he's built from the back. Um, I think we had the most clean sheets in England in 2020 or something like that. He he's he's dumbed everything down for the fans as well. Expectations have been tempered. Um, it's not as if we're unhappy in that respect, and we're just happy to be here. Um, but he he's just calmed everything down when everything was so volatile. And I don't think that's an understatement really some people think oh well he must have done something magic tactically he really hasn't i think he's approached every game differently um we don't have a particular style of play hell i'd 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 say um we don't particularly have you know when we come down from the premier league we had some absolute giants in the team Mm. on on paper our team is not as good now but they're playing so much better as a unit and it's it's just delightful to see and we are very very thankful for him coming in and fixing it you made some shrewd signings uh the likes of jacob brown uh who came in and 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 of james chester um angus gunn rabbi matondo jack clark are a few people that have come in uh talk us through a little bit about some of those some of those guys and and, and include others if you like and 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 how have they uh sort of come in and gelled with the squad yeah so um, Angus Gunn came in as a replacement for Jack Butland essentially on loan um, <laughs> we've had a bit of a goalkeeping crisis this season um, so Adam Davis who was our first choice at the start of the season he got injured mm. Angus Gunn got his chance he got injured um, Bursic signed... was in goal for the, for the last fixture wasn't he that's it that's it and and he will be for this one fortunately 
Um, he's not succumbed to the injury crisis, but people like, you know, Nicky Mayampa we brought in, he got injured. Um, Andy Lonigan, he had, I believe, the flu on the game that he was supposed to play against Spurs. Luckily, he recovered in time. Um, but even even youth team goalkeepers, we've had them out injured. And um, so, so long story short, it, it has been harsh on Gunn because I think he's had four or five, maybe a couple more games to show himself. Um, I think it's going to be difficult for him with Bursic coming back and doing so well uh, and with Adam Davis as well. I expect his loan will sort of fizzle out into a damp squib, if I'm honest with you, um, which is a shame because I think he's a great goalkeeper. Um Johnny McCall was one we brought in on a free transfer. He's all right. Um, I think he's not as good as some Stoke fans thought he would be, but then he's not as bad as some Stoke fans think he is, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, uh, Jacob Brown, he is being asked to play a role at the moment due to injuries, um, which is more than his current ability level. I'm not saying like he's out of position or anything. Um, it's up front he, is where he's playing at the minute, isn't it? He's, exactly. He's, he's more of a right winger, is that right? Or... It, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's sort of a Theo Walcott in the fact that he, he wants to be more of a striker one day, but then he's 22, and to be honest, he should be on our bench. Um, he's he's raw, and he should be learning through you know minutes here and there, in my opinion. And it... You know, being asked to hold the ball up for 90 minutes in a centre-forward's position, he doesn't have that experience. And that is why we're struggling at the moment, I believe. Um, Stephen Fletcher, on the other hand, um, he's another one we brought in. Hit the ground running, as far as I'm concerned. He's been fantastic. Um, it's a shame he's been injured so many times. Um, but he's he, uh, he's just not a player I think anybody expects him to be. We all expect him to be this brute up front who was able to you know, hold it up and score a few headers here and there. But his... His passing and his skill on the ball is very, very underrated. And if he gets a chance to play against you guys, um, I can't remember if he played against you in, in the reverse fixture, um, but he's 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 been excellent when he's been fit. Um, talking about some of the other signings, Morgan Fox, uh, all right at left-back, considering that he's been the only left-back we've really had, mm. other than Eric Peters in the last, I want to say, 14 years. Um, <laughs> and that's no exaggeration um, if we're moving into signings this window uh, very early days but Rabi Matondo looks exciting Reese Norrington Davis who was on loan at Luton until they cancelled his loan Sheffield United and brought him to us um, he's looked very exciting um, which is good because Morgan Fox our only left back as I mentioned is injured at the moment <laughs> sounds like a, a, a familiar story everyone seems to be injured at the minute it's, 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 it's a hard yeah. season it's a hard season Ben it, it is a hard season and and to be honest it's it's one that Michael O'Neill has brought on himself I don't know I'm assuming other clubs have been similar but we've had up to 12-14 players out at one time and I think it's just because O'Neill has this sort of dumbed down version of a Klopp style press so he sort of makes everybody sprints their arse off for six seconds and then says, okay, calm down a bit. And I think for people like Stephen Fletcher, his hamstrings can't cope with that anymore. <laughs> um, and some of the younger players too. You know, I, I mentioned Campbell's injured. I think he's succumbed to a similar thing with his knee. Mm -hmm. And I think it's his, his, his style of play, which is so effective, by the way. I think our pressing is excellent, but it's taken a toll on the players. Is um, it a three-five-two that that you that you tend to line up in or well, just sort of change per game or we've been changing due to injuries O'Neill certainly prefers a 4-3-3 um, and I think that that's what will go in with you guys to be honest okay. uh, we played that in the last game against Rotherham 
um, and the previous game as well. Um, it's working, particularly now that we have a dynamic left back. Um, we're also playing Nathan Collins at right back, who is normally a centre back, but I mean, that's by the by, he seems to be doing okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and and the fact that we've got pacey wingers now, I think is a is a massive boost too, with like Matondo, you mentioned Clark as well. Um, James McLean's coming back uh, from from his <laughs> suspension for breaching COVID rules, even though he's had COVID already. Uh, yeah, complicated story, really. Um, but yeah, I I expect us to line up four three three for you guys. Okay. Um, in terms of you know goal scoring, uh, you've been sort of sharing out amongst the the, the guys, but uh, Nick Powers is the top goal scorer. Talk us a little bit about him. Oh, I mean, he I think on his day is our best player line and and I would argue one of the more underrated players in the league I guess that's because he has his off days as any uh creative player does you know he's a he's a he's a risky footballer if if he pulled it off every time he wouldn't be at a club like Stoke he'd be in the Premier League um but he on his day can really turn it on and he's popped up with the strangest of goals headers and tap-ins which is not something I'd expect from Powell um but he 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 turns possession over nicely. He creates chances, and um, people have been saying, "Well, we can't build this team around someone like him, someone who has such inconsistent performances." But when he is out the team, we are invariably worse. Um, and he he brings so much to this team, and it shows, uh, particularly when. I keep mentioning Campbell, but he he was such an influence with his pace and his confidence and his finishing ability. Powell has taken on that mantle and ran with it. Um, he I think his contract is up at the end of next season, and I hope he chooses to re-sign with us. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you expect people to come in for him? Oh, yeah, to be honest. But then... Because Stoke are quite muted, particularly last season, we weren't very good at all um, up until Michael O'Neill came in anyway. And this season, we, we're sort of flying under the radar. We're not having a breakout season, mm. which I think is fortunate for a lot for a lot of these players. People like Nathan Collins, Harry Suter, Joe Bursick. Um, clubs should be looking at these guys. I don't mean to advertise our players, <laughs> <laughs> but like they are, for their age particularly, you know, we're talking Nathan Collins is 19 and I... I I, I kid you not. I'm. I swear he's one of the best centre backs in the league. Well, uh, the, yeah, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with you. I mean, I think. He, <laughs> I think he's certainly, um, you know, a very good quality for the championship, and, and probably, you know, could, could, could do a job in the Premier League if he was given an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that you're sort of flying under the radar, and, and that's exactly right. But um, if you look at the table, I mean, you know, six points away from the playoffs at this stage is. Probably, you know, uh, you know, you, you're thinking to yourselves after last season, we're 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 quite happy to be here, aren't we? Exactly, exactly. The, like it's what I said earlier. We we are. I I'm I'm not pinching myself because I sort of now we're here. I I know how we've done it. O'Neill, as I say, has done a grand job. But no, I, I at the start of the season, I uh, <laughs> my my aspiration would have been playoffs, and I would expect us to finish somewhere around where we are now just outside um what to be to to have been in with a sniff since the very very start of the season i think is a massive credit and watch me jinx it now when we fall off like holded last season or a sheffield wednesday um but we've been excellent 
on the whole. Um, and I, I hope that continues. Our form is patchy and I think uh, we're used to that as Stoke fans. We're not a team that goes on a massive run. Hell, I think when we're in the Premier League, we, we never went a, a spell of sort of three or four games of wins. You know, we had to be a win here and there and it's the same in this league too. Um, but yeah, we're we're having a good season, particularly when you know massive injury crisis, um, particularly in certain positions. I mentioned goalkeeper; that, that that was a massive one. I think a lot of teams sort of collapsed mm. under under that sort of injury record in in one position. And the fact that we're playing so many young players too, you know, I'm thinking if we don't get promoted this season and we're able to keep the players that we've got, another year's experience in those guys' bodies, and we'll finish even better next season, no doubt. Well, you mentioned the Premier League there, and if, it, if it's not too painful, I'm going to bring you back to those to those <laughs> days because um, you're a young guy, Ben, and when you started following Stoke, I imagine they were in the Premier League, and yeah. um, you know, ten, ten, ten years in the Premier League. You know, you it, there's there's some parallels there between yourselves and Watford in the fact that Stoke is what I would term to be a family club. You know, it's not one of the mm. the giants like Man United or, or Liverpool, and it's a it's a club that enjoyed Premier League football for a very long period I mean double the amount of time that Watford did but you know for a considerable amount of time and to jump down to the championship it must have you know really rocked quite a few supporters because everything changes and can you talk to us a little bit about about how you sort of get used to life in the championship well I you you, you've almost summed it up really so I I became a fan of the club in around 2009-10. We'd already been promoted uh, for a season at that point. I missed the season where uh, we survived in the first year of the Premier League and Paddy Power had paid out on us to get relegated after the first game. Um, so I knew what I was coming in for. Like Teams just didn't like us. People underestimated us. And that's what I liked. Um, saying that, we were so successful in that Premier League era. As, as you say, in there for 10 years. We reached an FA Cup final. We had European football and reached the last 32 and played Valencia. We had three consecutive ninth place finishes, mm. I want to say. Uh, one of those finishing above Chelsea when they had their awful season. But still, that that's something that a lot of teams couldn't say. Um, and we we played some beautiful football, beating Liverpool 6-1, um, beating Bolton at Wembley 5-0, um, beating Man City 2-0. And honestly, I think at that point, if if anybody watched those highlights back, people would think that we played like a top six team that day. Um, not not because, you know, some players turned up. We were genuinely excellent during that period. We really, really had a period where we had players like Anatovic, Shakiri, Bojan, um, who, who were just world-class players, belonged at bigger clubs than us. Um, and then it all collapsed, as you say, for reasons that aren't particularly clear to us. Uh, bad recruitment, bad handling of Marquis as the manager at the time, um, bad decisions made by the board in general, to be honest. Uh, we went down and, yeah, again, you're right. The, the Premier League was all I knew and we got relegated and it hurt, but I was like, no, we deserve this. But Stoke seemed to be doing the right things to get back up. We hired Gary Rowett. We spent 60 million, I think, the uh, the season we went down in the championship, which has got to be some sort of record, I'm sure. Um, mm. And we finished about 13th. And then the season after that, we hired Nathan Jones and we could have got relegated. Um, I I think the thing is, Stoke, for a lot of people, you, you know, Stoke gained a lot of fans in that Premier League season. You know, we're, 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 we're a historic club, don't be wrong. We're one of the oldest ever. 
but we gained a lot of fans because of the Premier League and and international fans too. Um, I think a lot of people, all they knew was the Premier League and it was very, very disappointing. We lost about a third of our capacity, I think is as typical for a lot of clubs, I'm sure, um, in the stadium each week. But that continued to dwindle as people realised that we just weren't going to bounce back. People expected us to bounce back at the first time of asking. That was fans, the club themselves, media, all expected us to go, this team is far too good for the championship. And it just proves that players like um, Joe Allen, Jack Butland, Ryan Shawcross, f- wonderful names in, in in English football, perhaps, but just weren't up to the, f- the task of getting us up. Um, and it just showed that we went away from our roots of being that family club that you talked about uh, we tried to be something that we weren't and I think we're doing that now and I think part of that is moving away from this fact that we have to get back to the Premier League the Premier League is 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 the only place to be without that we can't spend the millions of pounds or 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 get all the coverage that we need you know and I think we're starting to realize I certainly am now as a fan is that just enjoy what we're doing you know like if we don't get promoted this season I don't particularly care don't be wrong the Premier League would be great but I like the championship for what it is I I, I hated it when we first come down I was like what is this league where anyone can beat anyone and, <laughs> and, and you have to basically pace twins games and and people miss chances left right and center but that's what makes it fun and that's what makes football fun too and that's why I enjoy being here and I enjoy what Stoke are doing at the moment and that sort of transition that I've had to go through and a lot of people have had to go through and it's it's just to be less superficial as a fan and you wait till we get back in the stadium because I think it'll be a time for, I'm, like I'm sure other football fans too, but for Stoke fans just to get back in touch with why we're a fan in the first place and it's not just uh, the lights, the newspaper headlines and the money. It's 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 for the things that we do week in, week out as a football club. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait for the fans to come back. It's so dead inside stadiums at the minute. It's 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 difficult for for everyone, the players as well, because you know they thrive off of off of you know the fans and the atmosphere. And you know there are there are certainly games I've watched this season where I felt as though had fans been present, the outcome of the game might have been different. But yeah. uh, you know it is what it is at the minute. Um, you talked there a bit about about those ten years in the Premier League, and a, lot, a vast amount of that time was under Tony Pulis and, and then Mark Hughes. And both of those men have sort of got a reputation of um, playing a certain type of way. I mean, I think uh, a lot of it was 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 termed Pulis ball, wasn't it? Um, yeah, which was yeah, kind yeah. of like lumping it up to the front man. And you even you even signed uh, you know a, a massive player in in, in both uh, high profile and also um, height in Peter Crouch <laughs> to, to sort of like emphasise the way that you were playing. And is that sort of like um, a hangover that the club still has, even though you know years later that the, the style of football isn't really the same as it was in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean... Do people always come up and say, oh, Stoke, you always play the same? Like, we're always known as a rugby team. You know, like, like, you have Arsenal fans singing um, Swing Low Sweet Chariot, you know, because, like, like they genuinely think that, that our ethos is a club that goes out and hurts people. And that's just not true. Um, yes, under Tony Pulis, we were physical and we had a certain style of play. But I urge you, go and watch Stoke City versus Man City from I think 2016 
and just look at the football that we play and you tell me they're a hoofball team under under Mark Hughes during that time we were known as Stoke Alona um, and, <laughs> I, I, and I don't think that's, that's any discredit to the lads at all like it it, 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 it was such a wonderful I, I will never see Stoke play such good football ever again I, I almost guarantee that it, it was wonderful it all fell apart um, but yeah but uh, I, that that's the price of fame. Some would say we were we were popular and and at our best in terms of league ranking or or what have you, um, or stature when we were physical. And don't get me wrong, I think some of those traits still exist today. We're a club that um, you know Stoke is a working class area. We rely on people working hard and um, giving supporters value for money. Uh, for their season tickets and their match day tickets by by just literally putting mm. yourself about giving a hundred percent and you don't have to be the best player in the world. I'm sure lots of clubs will will say that but not actually mean it. Um, we we don't really care where we finish as long as we're, we're we don't even have to be playing well sometimes. But if we can show that you know you've got a bit of dirt on your shirt at the end of the game, that's 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 what matters at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, Stoke did have problems in the past with football hoodlingism, though, didn't they? In the, uh, oh, they absolutely the did. Seventies, eighties, even the early two thousands. Um, yeah, yeah. Know, um, actions by the Naughty Forty firm was associated with the club, and oh, yeah, they were they were awful as as bad as any fans. I remember that, and and even recently we played um, we played Port Vale in the. Uh, I'm not sure what it's called now. I can't remember what the Jonathan's Paint is Trophy. It, is it the Pottery's Derby? That that one is that what that's yeah, called? Yeah, that's it. Pottery's yeah. Derby. Yeah. Um, we we played Vale's senior team. Uh, that that's the Stoke under 23s played the Vale senior team. Um, we lost five 0 on that day, but we also smashed Vale Park up to smithereens. I'm not proud of that, and many Stoke fans aren't. Most Stoke fans are not proud of that. Um, 99% weren't really proud of that at all, but. It's it's because I think in Stoke that football is all a lot of people have. We're not an area of um, high class or um, even even other attractions really. Other other people have like rugby clubs and cricket clubs and and we have nothing of the sort. Um, we we are a footballing city, and for a lot of people, Stoke City is all they have. Um, of of a weekend, they might hate their jobs. Um, they might live in 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 a rough area in a in a rough house with a household that they don't particularly like, and all they've got to look forward to in a week is going down to the Britannia Stadium, the Bet Three Six Five Stadium, whatever you want to call it, um, and and watch Stoke City play football. And this is why people get so passionate about it, get so angry about it. I think, um, and and that's why they wanted us to stay in the Premier League or 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 get hurt when we lose because it, it's it's genuinely for Stoke a lot. That's that's all that people have. Now, uh, of course, we're recording a podcast. And, uh, somebody else who's very good at recording podcasts is one Peter Crouch. Uh, <laughs> is he uh, a bit of a legend uh, in Stoke? Is, is he is he sort of got legend status for the rest of his life, or or, or did it, did it, did he leave on bad terms in the end? How, how did it work out? How was he it's sort a, of seen at the club? It's a difficult one because he went through a lot at Stoke and was present for a lot of it too. Um, when when Tony Pulis came in, uh, when when he came in under Tony Pulis, um, we were playing European football at the time. That was the whole reason why he joined, I believe. Um, and he was great. He was exactly what to, like if Tony Pulis could have built a footballer, it was it 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 would have been Peter Crouch. He was absolutely perfect for him. <laughs> um, 
And to be honest, when Mark Hughes come in, we expected Peter Crouch to sort of be faded out. And he was. We tried playing players like Mam Juf, uh, Hosselu, who was at um, Real Madrid, um, Bojan, all sorts of players who would start playing up front for Stoke and never really made it. And Peter Crouch would be some... He he would just persist. At the, uh, like at the club, whenever we needed a goal or a plan B, he was it. And him being in his 30s, late 30s by the time he retired with us. Mm. Um, he was happy with that to some extent. Um, he liked being at the club. I don't think he's particularly proud. He doesn't talk about it as much these days. I don't think um, it's it's the most uh, attractive in the media to talk about when you've played in Champions Leagues and things like that. But but he, he, he was pleased to play for Stoke. In fact, you know, he, he played for Stoke longer than anybody else. Um, but I think because of that, you know, he also went through the highs, but he went through the lows of relegation too. And we were frustrated with him and uh, and others of such pedigree that couldn't deliver in the championship. You'd expect Peter Crouch to tear it up and no matter what age. And we let him go to Burnley and he did nothing there either. Um, I, th- I think Peter Crouch wanted to, you know, play till he was 40 or reach a certain amount of goals. And, and he sort of, I don't want to say outstayed his welcome at Stoke, but his his peak was early and even mm. though his effectiveness was there he slowly dwindled and i think stoke fans thought particularly on the wage he was on in the championship we were like he's a great player but he won't be remembered in the fondest way towards the end we'll look back at the the uh, the half volley against man city uh, and and european football and other goals um you know, his 100th Premier League goal was, was his against Everton. Um, yeah. He, he, he's a great player, uh, but there's but there's other legends in there, I think, from a cult hero's perspective. I'm, I'm talking uh, recently Ricardo Fuller, Jonathan Walters, um, Tommy Sorensen, Ryan Shawcross. I, I, I think if anybody's getting a statue of this sort of millennium of Stoke players, it's him. Um, and it and it's because these are players that 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 care about Stoke and know some of them aren't the greatest players in the world, but they are proud of Stoke. And I don't think Peter Crouch is always of that ilk. You know, I'm pretty sure Ryan Shawcross turned down people like Roma at the time just to stay with us, and that's the sort of player we like. Now, there's another player that I think uh, often gets mentioned whenever Stoke is, is mentioned. It's somebody who probably could throw the ball further than anyone you could have imagined. <laughs> Rory Delap. Um, I mean, sometimes managers would, 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 would uh, you know, just play to his style, wouldn't they? They would say, right, we'd rather have a throw in here rather than a corner so that we can uh, utilise Delap's throw in here. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember the goalkeeper, um, but it, it was one where he was being pressed by a Stoke forward. And uh, rather the goalkeeper put it out for a throw and he put it out for a corner. And I think that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> like, Rory Delap's throw-ins were more effective than corners at the time. You know, like like Stoke's team at that point wasn't a team of particularly great quality. Don't be wrong, they showed it in glimpses. Um, but Delap's throw-ins were just something... That, that we won't see in football again. And I don't mean to think that that's like, I'm not trying to say that it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to football, but <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's just a freak. It's a freak situation that we won't see again. And it was so effective. And it was so effective of doing the crowd up. And um, I, I think in 2008, uh, Stoke were named as the loudest fans in England. You know, our stadium 
only holds 25,000 at the time. Um, yeah, we were the loudest fans in England, and it's because we had so many occasions to get off out of our chair. Anytime there was a throw-in in the opposition half, we'd we'd start cheering. You know, the seats would be slapping, we'd be clapping, oh, and and it was just down to having you know someone like like him up our sleeve. Um, but but I think people, a lot of Stoke fans will say Delat was more than that. You know, he um, I think he signed with a broken leg. Um, and you know Tony Pula said, you know, we're going to keep you on, and 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 you're going to play eventually. And and he did. He 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 more than rewarded us. And and there's other players like that. Matthew Edrington came to start with a gambling addiction, um, and and we cured him of that. And by God, did he play well for us. <laughs> um, and and that's what we seem to do to to players. People like Bojan, who who were um, you know, hailed as the next Messi, and. It, didn't quite work out, but he come to Stoke and we nurtured him and he had a great year and a half, I think, with us. Um, okay, with injuries further on to that and, and, and just the situation of the club at the time, it didn't work out in the end, but that's what we do. I think we are a good club that looks after players and um, that's 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 something to be proud of. And, and Rory Delap's a great example of someone who, who we took in and, and give us reward for that. Of course, Ryan Shawcross, the the captain at the minute and uh, out with injury, but he's uh, he's going to become a legend, isn't he, for the for the club as well? But looking at the the rest of the squad, who's who's in line to be the next legend? Who's going to be the next Rory Delap, the next Peter Crouch in in in, in, in the lineup? It's so difficult because we've had a massive turnover of players. So in December twenty nineteen, our our I think Michael O'Neill fielded a team of an average age of thirty. Um, our team uh, at the weekend just gone um, had an average age of twenty three. Uh, uh, that's in a year. <laughs> we we've we've had a lot of turbulence at Stoke City. I think in the last, I want to say two and a half to three years, we've gone through eighty players. I think that's right. Um, wow. Yeah. It, like, it, no one sort of stayed to become a legend. And because a lot of the players are young and we expect them to go, people like Tyrese Campbell, like, you know, if don't don't get promoted, he he deserves a Premier League move. It's difficult to say who's who's gonna go on and become that legend. Um, I think if anyone at the moment of anybody within that dressing room is gonna be a legend, I think it's gonna be Michael O'Neill at this rate. Because <laughs> he seems to be one um who you know he saved us in the first place, but he's he he seems to be you know we've seen with Northern Ireland he's a committed manager who wants to see a job through, um, and as long as there's no frustrations or otherwise at the club, I think he's on course to be one of the best managers that we've had. I hope I don't jinx him with that, um, but I I think he he he's he's got it right. He knows what he's doing. Um, he's bringing in the right players that we've not seen for the first time in a long time. You know, his his recruitment has been fantastic, mm. um, and and his idea for football and, and knowing what we as fans want. And he's a nice, humble guy too, um, who 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 uh, I'm sure is staying in the dressing room, but makes sense. Um, so, you know, if my money was to be on anyone to be the next legend, Michael O'Neill for me. Incidentally, he's uh, assisted by Billy McKinley, who's someone that Watford fans will possibly remember as being uh, famously Watford manager for about eight days or so. 
before he was uh, removed from his position and replaced by Slavisa Jukanovic. Uh, it's one of those things that uh, people probably, uh, if, if they don't remember it, uh, can be forgiven because obviously Slavisa came in and, and got us promotion. But um, it was a very strange one, that, that decision, wasn't it? I don't know if you remember that, but uh, he was uh, he was what for merger for eight, about eight days. <laughs> oh, oh no. I, I, I'll be honest, I... I, I... I didn't know that, but to be honest, knowing Watford, yeah, yeah, you don't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, of course, he's also supported by the person we just mentioned, Roy Delap, who's the uh, the first team as a coach. So, um, mm. so maybe maybe he can uh, he can try and teach his uh, his long throwing to one of the one of the current players. Okay, then Ben, uh, let's end on a, on a couple of predictions. End, and uh, I suppose the first one is really for the for the season. I mean, I suppose we've we've already talked about it, but. Um, at the start of the season, you probably wouldn't have expected to be where you are. Do you expect to still be around here come the end of the season? Do you think playoffs is, is, is realistic? You know, maybe even even more. Do you think you might fade away? How do you think it might go? It's highly dependent on these guys we've brought in. I am in, in in my opinion. You know, we've lost Tyrese Campbell, which are uh, I've mentioned him so many times, but he has been our our hope for promotion, in my opinion. Um, and it's now up to these unproven players, Ravi Matondo, Jack Clark, Brees um, Norrington Davis. I believe we're in for Alfie Doughty as well, um, who plays for Charlton. I think he's going to be injured until the latter stages of the season. Um, but it's going to be players like that who are going to define our season. If people like Matondo uh, don't turn up, then Stoke are going to fizzle out just because we don't have the... Uh, we don't have what's required to be you know challenging for that position i think we've we've won one game since november or something it, like we've had a lot of draws in there a lot of draws a lot, lot of, of draws. draws and we've been very stable at the back on on the whole excuse the rotherham game um but yeah we we lack the firepower up top and it's going to be highly dependent on who else we bring in, I'm sure, don't be wrong, we might bring in some experienced championship striker that's able to fire us up to the championship, mm. uh, up to the Premier League, rather. Um, was the signing of Sam Vokes a disappointment in the end? Because at, at the time, oh God, it, seemed, yeah. it, it seemed like it was uh, quite a good, astute signing. You bring in someone yeah. in from the Premier League, you know, he's got experience, he can, you know, how to hit the back of the net, but it just hasn't really worked for him. Well, I think his first goal for us was a back heel. We were like, oh my goodness, okay, we've signed someone actual quality here. Um, and... I I believe I like don't quote me on this, but I think Burnley fans were saying um, Sam Vokes got an injury during his you know end of his days at Burnley, and I think ever since then he's been downhill. And to be honest, you can see that he joined and he was effective. I don't want to say he was the best striker we've ever had, but he's been effective. Um, now uh, he's he's known by Stoke fans as the fridge. Like he he, <laughs> when he jumps he 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 seems to get shorter. Um, when he runs he seems to go backwards. When he shoots it always seems to be behind him. It just it 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 hasn't worked out. Bless him. Um, and it's a shame because I'm sure he's on a lot of wages. People like Tom Ince are the same. You know, hasn't mm. worked out for him at all at Stoke. Well, uh, what, what, Watford fans will know all about um, buying players off Burnley who are supposed to be uh, very yeah. good and and uh, ending up. Perhaps not uh, showing the best <laughs> football. Uh, fans listening in will be reading into that and knowing exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah. fingers crossed that uh, both Sam Vokes and unnamed 
Watford players can improve and <laughs> uh, and and you know f- go on a bit of a firing form because we need them to. We need them to. Okay, last one then, Ben. Um, what's your prediction for the game on Friday then? Stoke versus Watford. Now, I must admit, I did a prediction for a Watford YouTube channel yesterday. Oh, so okay. I'm, I'm going to stick with that prediction of a two-two draw. Two-two. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I like you're you're a good side, and I don't think there's 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 any mistake in that. Um, perhaps you're not where you want to be, partially because of the same reasons that we had um, when we came down, and I think maybe to a less extent but but that's why you are where you are and not quite up in you know the top spots but you're a good side and with a lot of quality too uh, but then so have we so i'm gonna go with a 2-2 draw in a good game well 10 draws this season uh just one behind Millwall. i wouldn't be surprised if it was a draw but um watford are in a bit of form at the minute so um you know i'm i'm going for a win i'm going for a win i think I it might be uh i think it might be two nil but um oh. you know i mean that's just that's just me fingers we've crossed here but um be gentle be gentle <laughs> with us <laughs> Okay, well, thanks very much there. That was Ben Rowley from the YYY Files, Stoke City fan. And uh, you can find out more about that. Just type in YYY Files into Twitter and you'll find everything that Ben does and it's all good stuff. Although leans to a Stoke City uh, orientation. So, um, you know, if you're Watford fans and you're listening to this, maybe it's not the one to go to, but um, I always like to check out the opposition. It's always good. It's always fun. Okay, well, that's it for this episode, this bonus opposition focus episode of the Watford Buzz podcast. Thanks very much again for joining me, Ben. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, definitely did. Thank you for having me and all the best for the rest of the season. Stay safe, everyone. I think that's that's the main thing and hopefully we're all back in the stadium soon. Absolutely. We'll be back with uh, probably Jordan and Tom after that Stoke game to chat more about how that game went. Hopefully it's 2-0, but it could very well be the draw that Ben has predicted. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from Ben. We'll see you on the other side. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.